It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. Ciao, Jill. I'm Chris. Ciao, ciao. What did you make? Chris is something Italian. I made you an Italian treat and one of Milo, my son Milo's favorite desserts, a homage to that dessert. Okay, what is it? Well, whenever we go to a nice Italian restaurant or as we have traveled from town to town in Italy, he would always have at the end of his meal a slice or a bowl of tiramisu. Yum. I don't disagree. That's an awesome Italian dessert. It is. And each little town had their own type of tiramisu. Each little restaurant has their own. And there are generally very few ingredients yes, into it's, it. Yes, it's ladyfingers and mascarpone cheese and what? Those espresso are the big things. Yeah, and coffee. And so anything else? Kind of Maybe the, a little Grand Marnier? Yeah, a coffee liqueur. Yeah, okay, okay. So Kahlua. Mm-mm. And then you always have a dusting of chocolate. Yeah, oh, well. chocolate. A little powder. It, yeah. It's like a powdered chocolate. So that's basically it. There are some places that put it an egg into the mascarpone cheese or an egg yolk. But the purists just use powdered sugar, confectioner sugar, uh-huh. and heavy cream. Yum. That's basically it for the tiramisu. But amazingly, it tastes different wherever every, you every go. Every time, yeah. yeah. Different oven temperature, different cow that the cream came from. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Who regional knows? cows. Yeah, regional ladyfingers. Regional ladyfingers. They call them a different type of cookie. <laughs> yeah, they don't call them ladyfingers. But um, would you like to know a little history of the tiramisu? I would. I have I have a little nugget of history of tiramisu in the back of my brain. Let's see if you, you are... I may not have discovered it. <laughs> well, we love a good controversy. Indeed we do. And this is filled with controversy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Venice area of Italy claims it first discovered the tiramisu lying in a manger. <laughs> I was just going to say, was it like they were chipping away the, like in Pompeii? Exactly. But that's not no, Venice, so no, I didn't no, no, say no, 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 no. no, they claimed that tiramisu first saw the light of day in the early 1970s. Wow, not a long time ago, considering the history of deliciousness yeah, in Italy. 1970s. I thought this must have been a prehistoric dessert. Yeah, it sh- there should be cave paintings of tiramisu. Right? At La Bacherie. Do you know what it means? Well, yes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> At La Bacherie, a restaurant in Treviso. Treviso. <laughs> Apparently... It was inspired by a tonic served to pregnant women and nursing mothers to build up their strength. Okay. The baker that has been widely accepted to be the one that invented the tiramisu is... Carmenatonio Lanacone. And where is he from? He's from... From the Venice area? Oh, right. Okay, sorry. You yeah, said that. Venice area. <laughs> when asked about the recipe... You said it many times. <laughs> Treviso. <laughs> he shrugged and said, it was not a huge invention that could be juxtaposed to other ones like the telephone. It's <laughs> just a mere dessert. 
I don't know. It sounds like Milo might disagree. I think Milo would disagree. <laughs> well, according to the Academia del Tiramisu. Oh, they have their own. It has its own academy. Uh, yes. Uh, an organization devoted to transmitting the culture of tiramisu. The culture? Yes, there's a whole tiramisu culture, apparently. Tell me more. The dessert is a good deal older. Oh, okay, okay. Created by Treviso Madame as an aphrodisiac for her clients. (laughs) You might call it the Viagra of the 19th century. (laughs) (laughs) Although this theory isn't given much credence by food historians. Okay. It may explain why the name translates as pick-me-up in the local dialect. So that's what I'm going to say the name means is pick-me-up. I thought it meant pull me, push you, which has brothel vibes as well. Yeah, brothel vibes. Yeah. Well, according to the academia, that explains why the dessert has only started to appear on respectable menus relatively recently it was very early on considered a lewd (laughs) dessert that's so crazy (laughs) however across the border in fruili venicea gulia okay mountainous region that borders austria and slovenia they point to a handwritten recipe for tiramisu said to date from 1959. Still not a super long time ago. No. As evidence that they got there first. The author of the Friuli recipe is Norma Piele, proprietor and chef at the Albergio Roma Hotel in the alpine town of Tolmezzo. According to locals, she served this dish, originally dubbed a mascarpone slice, uh-huh. to hungry hikers, one of whom gave it the name that it bears today. So we really don't know. Well, in 2017, tiramisu was recognized as an officially approved traditional regional specialty of... Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> Friuli. <laughs> Much to the outrage of the Venetians. Because they were that's outraged. A, that's a different place. Yeah. Yeah. This is up in the mountains. Okay. The mountainous region. Uh-huh. The Venetians are down on the water. Yes. They've threatened legal action legal to fight action. the decree. Quote, no one can swindle us out of tiramisu, <laughs> the best dessert in the world. The governor of Venice, Luca Zaya, declared in 2017. Love it. And thus, the tiramisu wars were begun. Well, you I have, have just a little nugget? tidbit to add. Oh, tell us. Tell us more. Well, You're just going to piss off the Italians. <laughs> I, I think they're going to love this, okay? In Venice. Though. One time, I was uh, on a road trip with my family, and we ended up in Baltimore, Maryland for like one night. And the next day, we said we wanted to find something for breakfast. And I was Googling on my phone, and there was an Italian bakery nearby. Mm -hmm. And we went there. Okay. And there were pictures inside of celebrities, Hmm. most prominently Daniel Craig. Oh, James James Bond. Bond. And I remember my kids asking the bakery people about it. And Charlie will still do a little impression of what he was told, which was, Daniel Craig, he's family. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> according like according to the research we did while looking for a breakfast joint, this place was the birthplace of tiramisu. This Italian bakery in Baltimore. The birthplace. The birthplace. But but guess what? It, they lied. I just now Googled it because that was years ago and I didn't have all oh, the details. Yeah? <gasps> And right here in the studio, I can tell you that according to the Baltimore Sun, this guy, guess what his name is? Who you met? The guy you met? Well, I don't think I met him. Oh. But the the owner of the bakery is none other than... Lucia Zia, the governor of... Carmine Antonio Iannacone. He's the guy. He So it's not some guy from Baltimore. It's that guy from that place in Italy who then moved to Baltimore. So it wasn't that it had been invented there. It was just that this guy was he the inventor. invented it in 1970 at La Bacherie in Treviso. But he later And he later took it moved to Baltimore. to Baltimore. Crazy. Where he opened a little stall in Cross Street Market and eventually had uh, his ho- his own storefront. I don't think it's there anymore because I think we tried to look it up to remind ourselves of the story, you know, sometime more recently. That's fascinating. Yeah, I think he that guy... the pond and... He's getting his message out at any rate, whether it's... Yeah. You know, whether we think that's a transatlantic true story. Well, he is a tiramisu ambassador. For sure. As is Cookie Lab. Now, I'm wondering, will we get to eat the cookie or do you want to tell me about the cookie that no. you made? Well, the cookie that I made is really an homage... That's okay. To the tiramisu. That's okay. It should have the flavors of tiramisu. Yeah, but it wouldn't, it's not it wouldn't going be, to be a cookie. Soft. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It would be like wet. And There's you, no wet yeah, cookie. Right. So I would say that my only disappointment of the cookie is that it's hard to store. Okay. Because the icing, the topping of it is tiramisu cream. So you're not going to like... Put a dozen of these on a plate at your church supper. You're going to like make them special when someone's coming to visit. You need a container that has a bottom and then a stand on top of it. And then you can put more on top. You can't. All right. Well, that's possible. You have one with us today. Not really. That was just a cooling rack inside my baking pan. Yeah. If you could put a cooling rack inside your baking pan and then put a cover on it, you'd be in, you'd be. As we like to say, ready for your pick me up. <laughs> we in the tiramisu biz. <laughs> All right, let's give it a taste. Okay. It is a espresso cookie with a tiramisu cream on it. It has a generous amount of the cream and that chocolate powder. The cookie itself is round and flat, and I look forward to tasting it. Yeah. All right, let's go. Cheers. Salute. Mm, I can smell the espresso. Mm, it's totally the flavor of a delicious chewy cookie. Moist. It's a soft chewy cookie. It's described as a sugar cookie. I love the cream. Sugar. Is it? Yeah. I love the cream too. It is airy. I can't wait. Are you going to make some of these for Milo the next time he comes home? Sure. I can't wait to see what he thinks. It was great. Now there's no liqueur in this. We could probably put a little. We could put a little, but I don't think you need more coffee. No, and you don't need more moisture or Mm -mm. plenty of flavor. But you could. What if you put a little in the the cream? I used vanilla extract. Mm. You could use um, Kahlua or something else. 
if you wanted more flavor of it. But the mascarpone cheese and the mascarpone sugar. Is like an unsung marvel. Just whips up beautifully. The cookie has gotten a little soft along the top where the cream has been laying on top of it. So we'll see what happens in a couple of days. It says that it only should you should only refrigerate it for up to three days. I mean, I feel like I would want to keep the cream separate and like frost the cookie right before I gave it to someone. And that's another thing. You can freeze the cookies for as long as you want without the cream mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. And then make up the cream and fresh that day. Mm-hmm. So if Great you want to make, job. make them ahead. They're wonderful. It's quite a treat. I think of it as a mature flavor. We like to think coffee is a grown-up thing, but I don't know who wouldn't like this. But the coffee flavor comes from espresso powder in the cookie. In the dough. And in the cream. Mm -hmm. Both. It's a double pick-me-up. It's a double espresso. (laughs) Chris, we are hitting it out of the park lately. We have no shortage of cookies to bring to other lab meetings. (laughs) I'm not part of any other labs. (laughs) Just cookies. I teased you a bit early in the podcast about tiramisu's appeal as an aphrodisiac (laughs) i'm sorry i didn't i didn't catch it (laughs) from the madame who yeah yeah whose customers needed a bit of a pick-me-up yeah well is what you're saying that there's more i've been dying to use this (laughs) next phrase let's have it since we started cookie lab (laughs) it certainly tastes orgasmic (laughs) but the effect goes beyond the realm of taste Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's as lewd as we get (laughs) because now we get into the science oh it's really nothing more exciting than science (laughs) and i'm a man in a lab coat the science is really the science behind sugar and its effect on our minds and bodies really yeah when we consume sugar, our brains release dopamine. Which is like a happy hormone. And lots of it. It's a neurotransmitter. The brain is like, I love this. Yeah. I Give love me this some more. feeling. I Do it again. Hit right? me. It's associated with pleasure and reward. And so the people in the brothels eating the tiramisu were just getting this pleasurable sensation and just wanted more of it. And so this triggers feelings of happiness, well-being. And explains the post-dessert bliss we often experience in our lives. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, that is probably the end of the scientific effect as an aphrodisiac. Oh, that's not much. That's it. Yeah. It's just sugar. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. But what about some, the caffeine? Some, some, in some the, caffeine. Uh, yeah. yeah. But that's not going to make you know make the well, make bordello your, your a more. Heart. Ex- pleasurable experience but they were looking for our our true pick-me-up so i think maybe pick-me-up is means something that i never thought about before am i just catching i'm just catching up now you are okay (laughs) got it right so you still might want to say as somebody is reaching for the last tiramisu cookie Keep your paws off my pick me up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, no, I would say that they're delicious. And I think tonight, aphrodisiac or not, or not, yeah, tonight, or just sugar bomb. Mm. Tonight, we have exposed the truth one cookie 
at a time. Oh, yeah. That is our mission. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome for both the cookie and all the information. And thanks for tying that all together for us in a little ribbon of how Tiramisu got to uh, to Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. That was exciting. It was super exciting. I can't wait to find out what happens next on Cookie Lab. I'll see you then. Bye. Bye. It's Cookie Lab. 